Hi everybody, it's me, Jessica Lahore, and we're back with another Jess Talk. In this one, we're talking all about drinking and drag. Mm. But before we get into this episode, make sure that you subscribe to my channel, you've hit the bell for notifications, because Jess Talks are getting better and better and better. Alright, drinking and drag, let's get into it. Attention the whore, attention the whore, attention the whore, attention, attention. Here I am walking down the street, seeing all the boys trying to take a peek. Shorts pulled up, a chest upright. Come on, boys, just take a bite. Look, but don't touch, spin it round and round. Okay, so let's talk about my, my opinions on drinking and drag and anything drinking involved with, with drag queens and drag entertainers. There is such pressure in this industry on alcohol and drinking. And when you're in nightlife, that's a huge part of it. When you are an entertainer, that's a huge part of it. If you're hosting a show, that's a huge part of it. Sometimes when you are just a, uh, when you're just performing at a show, you have responsibilities that sell alcohol, uh, to sell alcohol or to, um, or you get drink tickets. So alcohol is always involved around you, okay? And so I think that you have to be knowledgeable about the fact that that's an industry that you're walking into and that alcohol is going to be part of this industry. Where I, where I would like to see something different is a lot more promotion of sobriety uh, in spaces as well. Like, we have these alcoholic beverages, but we are also sponsored by this non-alcoholic brand, maybe Groovy or something. Go get your non-alcoholic beverage and whatnot because you can party with us too, or zero-proof liquors, you know? I I think it's important to have more options than just water and Red Bull and club soda, which is great if that's what you're into, but I think making it fun at your bar to have mocktails and zero-proof cocktails and, and things that make you feel like you're kind of in the spirit of it is helpful. Now, that's not everybody's opinion. You know, people are sober for very different reasons. So maybe it's just about the idea of having a drink in your hand, even if it's alcoholic or not, is too much. Or being in an environment around alcohol is too much. And I think that's something to take into consideration if you're recovering and you're uh, going through a sober journey as an entertainer. Uh, there are very far and few spaces that you can go if you can't be around alcohol, period. And that really speaks to what this industry is like and kind of those pressures of drinking and participating. And if you're a sober entertainer, very different pieces come into play too. So what does it mean to, for like standard drinking? Yes, I drink at the gigs. I know many people that drink at the gigs. I go through periods where I go like sober months where I don't want to drink anything. Some weekends I'm like, oh, party girl mode. Shot, 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 shot. We have a thing called a Jessica shot, which is really just a double shot. Oh my gosh. Two shots of vodka then you know it's a problem right no uh but i'm always one of those people to drink after the show occasionally i will sip on a cocktail during but i really like to be as focused and as clear-headed as possible when i'm on the mic or when i'm going to perform and i think that changes depending on the situation who you're with um and what you're performing or if you're nervous or if the alcohol comes out more than your your actual performance number does and so um, when it comes to drag entertainers, most people get a bar tab or they get drink tickets. And I know I'm touching on so many different topics. And I'm just kind of running with the thoughts as they come for this one. Um, many of us get paid in drink tickets. We get paid as part of our compensation and sometimes only compensation. And so, you know, I'm going to throw some tips in there as well. You should never ever just be working for drink tickets. Now, 
everybody will do what they want to do, and I've done it as well. You should be you should be getting more than that. You, your response to not getting paid, you know, you can get paid in food and drinks, is that my rent can't be paid with shots of tequila. Okay, my rent can't be paid with the appetizer that I'm getting from your restaurant. I need actual money. So make sure that you're taking advantage of of that. Now, drink tickets, and when you're drinking and you're on the job, um, I think that it's really important to not go over what you're drinking. Now. Everybody that heard that is probably like, that is crazy. That never happens. You know, what if I want to keep drinking? Well, of course, you can make that decision, but I mean the consistency of it. If you constantly walk out of your gig spending more money on your bar tab than you did your booking fee, uh, even using your free drink tickets, what was the point? Especially if you need the income. Um, sometimes having that restraint and saying, you know, I need to, to just use my two free tickets and then I'll be good. And sometimes you just drink more and it goes crazy. Now, I don't care how much you drink as an entertainer. This is not me judging anybody. Have I drank a little bit too much? Yes. I think where it comes into my, my middle ground is, are you noticeably too fucked up to do your job right now? Like, as an audience member or as a host or anybody else in the show, are you too fucked up to do your job? Every show that I kind of put out there, at this point, you know that if you do a show with me and you are too fucked up, I will revoke your pay. Like, you won't get paid if you are too fucked up to perform. Um, and I've had to do it. It's where it's sloppy and people are getting hurt and it's just not cute to watch. You shut the music off, you continue on with the show, but it's, I'm not going to do that at your risk and at my risk of my reputation for this event. Um, I'll, I won't make a mockery of you. I won't call you out. I get everyone drinks for their own reasons. For whatever the reason is, you still came to work drunk and you should not get compensated for it, period. That's how I feel. Um, now there are some people that have different, you know, alcohol tolerances. You can tell when they're a little tipsy or they're, you know, they're really able to do their job, but they're just feeling a little loose. And I think that can be fun for the show. It can be fun for the audience. I know on occasion, uh, if I get to that point, some people enjoy it because I'm so, uh, in schedule and in routine with how I host and run some of my shows that, uh, when I decide to let loose and I have a shot or two, then uh, different like little like fun, little, we're going a tra trains off the track. It's just so much more fun. Um, but I don't think getting in a habit that, of that or relying on liquor to do your job is important. Uh, you should be able to host shows, produce shows, performance shows. You should be able to mingle with people sober, in my opinion. I don't think you should need... You should be if you should be able to get to a place in your career where alcohol is not a necessity for you to to perform, and that the confidence and that your your excitement for your craft and for your performance is really what fuels your your show. That can be more adrenaline rushing than you know a shot of tequila to calm my nerves, which in reality in that moment isn't doing anything, but till after your number when it kicks in, or you might have to throw up. Oh. Have you ever done a shot and tried to perform and, and you knew you shouldn't have done that shot, but you did that shot anyway? Or like mid-number, you're like rocking, you're like getting it, you're like doing your choreo, and I, that's all that I got. Those are the two moves that I know, and I still get tired. But uh, how are you supposed to take a shot during the middle of your number? I've done that to one person, maybe two, and I won't do it again because it is rough. It, it doesn't feel good. You're going to barf on somebody. It doesn't end well. Don't give performer shots during the number uh, unless, and, and let me rephrase that. Give 
shots to performers during their number. Don't expect them to take it if they don't want to take it right then and there. Because I've also taken a shot and set it on the back, and I'm like, I'll take it at the end of the number when I'm ready to. Um, but I can't. Oh my gosh. Um, what else about drinking? Drinking and drag. Uh, obviously, don't drink and drive home. I feel like entertainers can get into this position a lot. I've been in this position a lot. I'm not proud of it. You know, you learn from the mistakes that you make, and uh, mistakes vary depending on your situation. I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm a saint, but with as much as I work, uh, but that's an old version of me as a human. And so I'm much more cognizant of if I can drive, if I'm emotionally and physically able to drive, if I drink too much, if I'm not able to go home. Call somebody, get an Uber, hang out at the bar longer, do something. It's just not worth it. I know too many drag queen, uh, drag entertainer that have gotten pulled over, got a DUI, and then it just kind of fucks with what you can do. It really, it shouldn't, I get accidents happen, but it's really just not worth it. Especially when your job is so invested into spaces that have liquor, it's probably not a good idea to get a DUI. And wait, knock on wood, whatever wood, um, that now I don't say that, that nothing's going to happen to me. I'm not going to get a DUI, but not worry, I'm going to get pulled over. Um, what else? Just, yeah, don't drink and drive for sure. Um, uh, drinking and drag. Have a relationship with your bar staff. If you are a regular performer or MC, have a relationship with your bar staff. And uh, if you're not, build one with one specific bartender in new venues, okay? Sometimes it's really nice to have that bartender that knows when you don't want to drink, but somebody wants to buy you a shot. And so the bar will make money, or sometimes they won't charge them at all. And they'll end up giving me like a water shot while the person does tequila. It says, hey, I don't want to decline this. This is really sweet, but I'm not drinking. I, and I can say that. I can, I can speak up for myself, but sometimes it's different different situations for different people. Like, let me participate with you. Give me a dolphin shot is what we call it. It's a non-alcoholic shot. It can be water, juice, Red Bull in a shot glass. No alcohol. Super easy to participate in. Um, I think that having a relationship with your bartenders as well about like what you like or what you don't like as a drink is really nice to have. And so I can say like, hey, Billy, because I work at Mary's all the time, um, can I have a cocktail? And I don't have to say what cocktail because it's the same cocktail every time, or a Jessica shot. And it's really nice when I get to go to other places and, and they just know that. Um, it's nothing I demand by any means. It's nothing that I ask people to remember, but it's really cool when you work there so long and people remember your name, you ask them how you're doing, and then they remember your drink, and it's really sweet. I've seen many different styles of drunk people. I've seen people fall asleep while performing on the stage and we had to step over them for the rest of the show. I know hosts that have talked so much drunkenly that it's gone over last call and past when the bar closes and we're all just kind of sitting there. I know people that have, uh, they speak like an entirely different language. They, some, they speak like drunk, drunk something, and they just slur their words the entire, and they think they're hysterical. And they're really not funny whatsoever. 
no one's interested. You can't understand them. You can't hear them. You don't want to hear them. And they're barely like hanging on for dear life. I know people that have taken off their wigs and their lashes and their shoes during performances. And they're trying to be emotional. But they were really just fucking awful um, and drunk. There were people that I know that have hurt themselves running into poles, slipping and falling. Um, you know, trying to do a death drop and like physically hurting their face. Trying to jump off a stage into a split and then you bust your face on the concrete leaving an imprint of your makeup, you know who I'm talking about. You know who I'm talking about. There's photos. I'll get you the photo. Um, what about drunk audiences? Drunk audience members? Oh, God. Um, there's a level of delicacy in every situation that I think drunk audience members play into. First of all, if you drink and get fucked up in a bar in general or a drag show... Um, please remember you're not at a Wendy's, okay? You can't just like have it your way, do it, that's a different one, but whatever you want, you fucking do, you think that you can do it because it's, you shouldn't even do it at a Wendy's, but it's like you're at an establishment. Take care of yourself. People throwing up on tables, shitting in urinals, taking their titties out. I mean, I don't mind that last one, but we don't have the license for it in any of the spaces. I wish. Um, And so I'm like, drunk audience members, you have to like appease them to a point, because once you start calling somebody too fucked up and too drunk, the defense and the mindset can switch and that can go different directions. They can say, yeah, I'm so fucked up. Woo, you're right. They can get really in their feelings like, oh, I'm just trying to have a good time. I didn't realize I was that fucked up. Did I do something wrong? Did I do something wrong? And then they start crying or they get really emotional or they want to leave and you don't want anyone to like feel bad. Like sometimes people blurt out things when they're drunk and it's because they're just excited to be there. But that level of crossing over to just belligerent or like you're not a human or you're not a decent person that is in an establishment you get on a stage when somebody's performing um you do play with the money like you go to tip them but you pull it back and go forward and pull back you take trash and you throw it at people um you you think that you can uh throw drinks or anything like that like there are levels where you just are too messy and too fucked up and we have no tolerance, and what, and that's where we give you no leeway. And people will be like, well, why, why are you acting this way? So, like, why are you acting like this? Like, right off the bat, why didn't you give me a warning or anything? Because what you did was not deserving of a warning. I'm sorry. You threw a, a glass at a performer, and then you thought that was funny. So, I'm not giving you. That's common sense. So, what we'll do is, and we'll embarrass you if you get to this point of fucked up and you're rude. Even if you're not fucked up and you're rude, we will embarrass you. And I think that's how it should be. We will stop the show. I will stop somebody's number in the middle of their number and have them restart it. But before I do that, make sure security takes off that person, that asshole, that is ruining the fun for everyone, including that entertainer. Loser. Loser. For no reason other than that they think they should. And sometimes they're fucked up. I've seen people brawl and have fights and be inappropriate and touch because they're too fucked up. It's just not worth it. Don't, don't, don't do it. Don't, don't do it. We have no patience, no time. We have no time or patience. No, we don't. Um, yeah, drinking and drag. Do it responsibly. Have fun with it. It can. This conversation goes so many different ways. Know your worth. Make sure you're you're. You're having friends and you're having fun drinking. I never encourage sad drinking whatsoever. Um, 
I also encourage that if anybody is having a hard time with drinking or recovery to seek help and we can post a little little uh, little phone number or a little email service so that you can reach out to folks if you need to. Um, but this is drinking and drag. Tell me what you think down below in the comments. Uh, what are your perceptions? Do you like it? Dislike it? Is it part of your lifestyle? And we'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Attention the whore. Attention the whore. Attention Hi little whores, it's me, Jessica Lahore. And did you know that I'm on Cameo? That's right, Cameo is a platform where you can get personalized messages from me, the biggest whore in all of Colorado. Whether it be a birthday sing-along, a bar mitzvah, a congratulations on your new job, a congratulations you didn't get pregnant, I'm your whore for the message. So follow the link below, click it, and book your next cameo to surprise your best friend, your grandma, your family member, or any other little Lahore fan out there. Come on, book them now.